uh, said to me that they are coming to New Zealand to celebrate their 50th anniversary. I said, wow, I think this is, this is, you know, something really special. Because I know, I know how is this, uh, the story of this anniversary. How Pastor Armi Gisalva wanted this in his church. Pastor Armi Gisalva, it's so hard to say no to, to, to Pastor Armi. But again, you know, he chose New Zealand, you know, uh, to, to celebrate his um, 50th anniversary. Uh, is it Pastor Bob Hughes who married you? Both of them. Both of them. Pastor Armi Gisalva and Pastor Bob Hughes. Wow, um, I made it sure that Pastor Armi Gisalba would be would marry me, and that is what happened. Pastor Armi Gisalba, me and Jinky, um, were married by Pastor Armi Gisalba, and that is a great blessing. Uh, again, with Bob Hughes in his in his uh, resume. I think uh, I'm very much inferior <laughs> with Pastor uh, Johnny Ratoy. But again, I want you to welcome Pastor uh, Johnny Ratoy to our pulpit. And we welcome him with a warm, you know, welcome back.
There were only a few when I first came. Amen. Look at this. Praise the Lord. That's the blessing of God. And uh, just continue to be faithful. And I hope that I can be a blessing to you today. Uh, to bring God's word to you. God's word is uh, to reprove us, to correct us, to instruct us in righteousness. And there is no better place for that to learn except in the house of God. When I was in high school, um, I really don't like to talk about my high school days because I was kind of the biggest headache of my dad. And not only the biggest headache of my dad, but the biggest headache of the, of the town. You know, in my high school days, I, I, I loved street fights all the time. There was a there was a a school which is a competition for school and and um, there were times when students from other school would look for trouble and and um, there were bigger boys and and so I would say uh, I would plan all the boys that I had and I said if you cross the line you come into the gate you will be in a big trouble. You know? So you either in life God gave us choices. God is not into twisting the neck of people. Because there's no love in being forced, isn't it? Yeah. There's right. no love in being there's always a choice. But our choices will always have consequences which is out of your control. Amen? And so you either choose left or right, down or up, right or wrong, far or near, black or white. We choose. And God made it a rule that if you sit in between, you're considered as out. Because he clearly said, I'll spew you out. Lukewarm. Uh, I'm half Christian and I'm half faithful and half, you know, half in the world and half with the Lord. God says, I'll spew you out. So please open you, you with me your Bibles. I'm not here to be telling stories. I'm here to bring the word of God to you. Amen. Right? So please open your Bibles. And in 7, and may I invite you to perhaps stand to give reverence to the word of God. Uh, in chapter 7, verse 13, but Matthew. <laughs> and then you also open 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 3. 2 Samuel chapter 3. And we'll tell you later what verses to read. But let's read together Matthew 7 13. When you're ready, say Amen. Amen. 
Ready, go. Enter ye in the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in there. Let's go to Second Samuel, chapter 3, verse 32 to the end. Uh, 30, I mean, 32 to 34, 32 to 34, but maybe we will read verse 27 just to give you a bit of a background, alright? Let's go read verse 27 to 34, ready, go. And when Abner was going to heaven, Joel took him aside by the gate to speak with him quietly and smote him there under the big rib, and he died on the blood of Isaiah his brother. And afterward, when David heard it, he said, I and my kingdom are guiltless before the Lord forever. God of Abner, the son of Mary, let him rest on the head and all his father's house. And let them not fail from the house of Joab, one that hath an issue, or that he is a leper, or that leaneth on a staff, or that faileth on the sword, and lack of bread. So Joab and Abishai, his brother, slew Abraham, because he had slain the brother as hell at the And David said to Joab, and to all the people that were with him, Rend your clothes and gear you the sackcloth and mourn for Abner. And King David himself followed the beer. And Hebron, and the king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave of Abner, and the people wept. And the king lamented over Abner and said, Die, Abner, as a fool died. Thy hands went bound. Not I feed for this purpose. As a man called the people wicked men, so fellest thou, and all the people wept in Loving God, Holy Father, Lord, this story is recorded here so that we will learn something. And I pray, Holy Father, that your Holy Spirit will prepare each heart this morning to be teachable. Remember, Lord God, this morning, I commit myself to you. I am nothing, you God. I need your power to help me preach your word. For your glory and honor, we worship you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Please be seated. Before I continue on, please be praying for us. Uh, we will have our 8th church anniversary on the 12th of March. Alright, please be praying for us. Thank you so much. Here in Matthew 7, uh, 13, Jesus speaks about gates. Agree that God has a narrow gate and a straight gate. And Satan has the wide or the broad gate. That would lead to destruction. I will be talking about gates today. I'm amazed in my reading of the Bible how many times the word gates or gates 
appear from Genesis to Revelation. The word gate or gates is mentioned 352 times, it's like once a day in a year, right? And so there must be some significance to this word. One of the great miracles that were performed in the New Testament, you will find, is found in Acts chapter 3. It was when Peter and John went up to the temple to pray when they saw a lame man from birth begging for arms. Remember that story? Begging for arms by the gate of the temple called Gate Beautiful. As this lame man saw Peter and John, he begged for arms. In which Peter said in verse 6, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. Instead of receiving arms of money, God gave him favor blanks. Isn't that a blessing? A lot of people always think of money as of, of, of money as um, of blessing as money. We have plenty of blessings. More than money can buy. Amen. Amen. If you are saved, this is actually a picture of the of your condition before. Lame. We were crippled with sin. Now in Christ, we are able to walk in His righteousness. The lame has been healed from his being crippled and pretty soon he was jumping and leaping and praising God. There must also be some significance why it was called Gate Beautiful. I believe it is indicative of the way God ambitious gates to be something of importance to people, to you and me. God has a fondness for gates. He loved gates so much that there's an amazing verse in Psalm 87 too that says, The Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. So much so that in the Old Testament, one of the promises he gave to Abraham says, Thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And over and over again, you will read in the Bible these words, Put the battle in array before the gate. Or turn the battle to the gate. The Lord must have loved gates of Zion more than any other part of the temple in the tabernacle. Zion is the Bible in the Bible is indicative of a place where God dwells. It could mean the Holy of Holies. In another instance, it refers to the city of Jerusalem. One day we will have our Zion, the new Jerusalem. As I read this morning in in Isaiah 65. If you come to think of it, there's a difference between a wall and a gate. Right or not? Amen. 
Amen. Amen. There's a big, big difference between a wall and a gate. Between a wall and a door. Amen? You can go through the walls, but you can come in through the gate. So, walls will either keep you out or in. Gates lets people in or lets people out. It can swing, swing in either way, either direction. And that illustrates choice. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. As I said last Sunday, I was preaching here on another building. I, I can't believe you have so much. <laughs> and now this is a new building. Wow. God is always an advocate for choice. It is because our choice exposes our heart and it exposes our motives. But again, you don't really, you don't only have the access to go in, but you have the access to go out. You have the access to leave. And God loves the fact that there are people who chooses Him. Amen. Amen. God loves the fact that people choose to believe in Him. God loves the fact that you choose to be here today. Amen. Amen. You don't have to. But you chose to. Amen. God loves the fact that you chose to be here than somewhere. Upon the lure of your flesh, upon the lure of friends. You could have been stretching yourself in the beach with this. There's only this is the only third day that I saw a sun was all raining and in fact I had no sleep for 36 hours our flight was cancelled because they said they said um, your airport. airport was flooded I said how can the airport be flooded and how can New Zealand have flood when it's just so much sprinkles well, anyway, God loves the fact that you choose to serve Him. God loves the fact that you choose to obey and return the tithes. God loves the fact that you choose to give your offerings to help the ministry and to help missionaries. God loves the fact that you choose to glorify Him. God loves the fact that you choose to be conscious and mindful of Him. Amen. Because these are all choices. It is very special to God that you could have chosen not to be here, but you chose to. Yeah. And Joshua understood his principle. He said in Joshua 24, 15, If it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me, what did he say? If 
But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. And anyone here who has made a division, I mean, decision to receive the grace of God, is that burial, this resurrection for your salvation in Christ Jesus, made a choice, not because you were forced to, but because you chose to. Perhaps this is your first time to hear hear this from anyone ever. But I could be wrong. I believe that God, being God, also makes a choice. That's true. Amen. He can choose to make himself blind. Maybe this is your first time to hear this. He can choose to make himself blind to what is going on with what 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 you are going to choose. Alright? He can make himself blind. I said that because God gets so excited and gets so delighted when you choose him. He wouldn't be delighted if he knew already what you would choose. But he chose to blind I will not I will I will not let myself know what Advent is going to choose. <laughs> Although he is all knowing God, but he can choose to being a God. Amen? He wouldn't be so if he knew already. He wouldn't be delighted. He loves choice. Think about this for a moment. He created man. He formed man in his own image out of dirt. He breathed the breath of life into man. And then he puts him in a garden. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 9, this is what we read. And out of, the out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also is in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And in God's wisdom, he gave the law in verse 17 that says, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day thou, that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. He placed the tree in the open because he wants to see whether man would choose to obey him or disobey him. Amen. Have you ever wondered why God did not put the tree of good, of knowledge of good and evil behind an electric fence or sent battalions of angels to guard it with flaming swords if he didn't want them to touch this tree he didn't do that because it was special to God to see that man would choose to obey his command. Amen. Amen. Have you ever wondered why God did not put the tree there? Sadly, they didn't. Adam and Eve didn't. And that's how and why we are considered fallen. Yeah. 
This is how sin entered into man. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 says, As by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so that pass upon all men, for all have sinned. Is there any parents here when your kid starts to grow up and says, Come here, come here, I will teach you to lie. Come here, come here, I will teach you to hurt someone. No, they just do it. Why? Because we have that fallen nature. Praise God, He loves us so much. Out of His holiness, we would have been doomed because sin is evil and he is holy. There's no way you can put evil and holiness together. And that's why he said Jesus. We could not do No matter how, if you are a millionaire, you know, no matter how you feed the poor of the whole world, that's a good work, isn't it? To be feeding the hungry. Throughout the world. But he still do to him. Because it's still a product of a sinful man. He still needed to be saved. Amen. Amen. This reinforces my belief that God can choose not to know. If he wants to. He chose not to allow. He, 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 he chose not to know what Adam and Eve would choose. That's why in his redemption plan, all over the gospel, he said, whosoever will. God must be saying, I love the fact that when you choose my will and honor me above all, it thrills my heart. I love gates because gates represent choice. Choice is important. As I said, God loves the fact that you choose to be here that to be where, where the world lures you. And that pleases God. And you know what happens when God is pleased? God being not at that one, He will reward you for it. Pastor, just coming to church? He will reward you? Yes, He will. Because you made a choice to glorify Him. Amen? problems and you still continue to choose to follow him. Amen. He allows these trials. As I said in my message last Sunday, when you are a believer and there seems to be darkness in your life because you cannot understand what's going on as if God has left you, the Bible says stay in God. Do not light your own fire and walk in the sparks of in the sparks of your own lighting. And that's what many Christians do today. Because they could not understand God and they will act like God. They will 
lit their own fire and walk in their own fire. And they seem to be enjoying in the spark of their own fire. But God says, your choice will lead you to destruction. Yeah. In the book of Numbers, chapter 35, there's an amazing story about gates. The Bible says that God spoke to Moses and said, I want you to build, I want you to, I want you to build me six cities. Right? In verse 15 in chapter 35, it reveals that these are going to be called cities of refuge, both for the children of Israel and for the stranger and for the sojourner among them, that everyone that killeth any person unawares or not out of intention may flee thither. These cities of refuge were established in Israel so that whenever wherever people are, if they have accidentally killed someone, like for example, they were chopping out trees, cutting out trees with an axe, and the axe head flew and hit somebody's head, and that somebody died. The blood avenger, the family of that someone died, has the right to kill you. Okay? Because the law says it's an eye for an eye. Okay? Meaning you have the right to avenge and kill the person that caused the death of your own blood. Based on a law called blood of vengeance. Even if it was an accident. And God said to Moses, I want you to build cities of refuge so that if they have made a terrible mistake, they could run as fast as they could. To the city of refuge. Entering the big gates of the city 24-7. You can also see in Joshua 20, chapter 20, verse 1 to 3, that says, The Lord, Joshua, Joshua chapter 20, verse 1 to 3, the Lord also spake unto Joshua, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, Appoint out for your for you cities of refuge, whereof I spake unto you by the hand of Moses, that the slayer that killeth any person unawares and unwittingly may flee thither, and they shall be a refuge from the avenger of blood. The avenger of blood cannot touch them in the city of refuge. Because the city of refuge is a place of protection, a place of comfort, a place of safety. As the psalmist says in Psalm 91, 1 to 2, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. No amen to that? I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my strength. Yeah. He is my fortress. Yeah. 
My God in Him will I trust. Amen. Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength, very help in time of trouble. Proverbs 18:10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, a righteous. The righteous runneth into it and is what? Safe. Later on, I will bring to you a story of the death of Abner that we have just read from 2 Samuel chapter 3. Where David said, Abner died like food. And so today in the New Testament, the Bible says, All have sinned and come short of the the glory glory of God. God. Which God declared. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. There is not one of us here who have not sinned. Therefore, we all deserve death. We deserve judgment in hell. But if you will run to our city of refuge, His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Through the gate of the cross, His death, burial, and resurrection, you are saved for eternity. Amen. Folks, no doubt, many in hell will soon realize there were fools for rejecting Christ. Folks, listen. Do not squander the grace of God's offer for your salvation. Because you haven't given the choice. And so choose His grace. Choose Amen. God's forgiveness. Choose a new life offering. Amen. The Bible says in John 6, 37, Him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. That's why the gate is open 24-7. In no wise cast out. And Jesus would say, I don't care who you were. I don't care what you have done. I don't care what people have said about you. I don't care what foolish religion you grew up with. You can run into the city of refuge and I will save you. I will protect you. You will be protected. That he says in Isaiah 54, 17, No weapons that is formed against thee shall prosper. Your past will have no more authority. Your past will no more have influence in your new life. In the city of refuge. You are saved in the city. If you choose to remain within the city of refuge, you are guaranteed safety. Amen? If you choose otherwise, you doom you to destruction. Come to Christ. If you do not know, if you, if you are sitting there and you do not know for sure where you will spend eternity, please come to Christ. Amen. Amen. The gate is open. Yep. And when you are in Christ, stay in Christ. Amen. Follow me. 
That's why Jesus always said, follow me. Come to the refuge of His words in church. Come to His holiness. Stay in His righteousness. It's awesome to be in the city of refuge, of refuge in Christ Jesus. He is our shepherd. Amen? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leadeth me to the paths of righteousness. For his name's sake. Yet I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. The rod and the sapphire before me. The paper is the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with all my cup. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me the day of my life, and I will dwell in the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. But there is a hitch. Hello? There is a hitch. God keeps the gate open 24-7 for you Christians. There is a hitch. You are now saved. But you will not be excused from the consequences of your choices. And sadly, because why? Because the because because the op- the gate is open 24/7. Many are tempted to wander outside the gate of the city of refuge. Remember that your free will, your freedom to choose is still intact in you. God did not say, now that you are mine, I will control you, whatever you do. I will make you a robot. No. You still have your choices. Amen? Because, as I said, there's no love in being forced to, isn't it? I have no doubt God will rescue his own, but just like Jesus left the 99 to save the one of his sheep, but that would be without That would be so much pain and sequences of your choices. As this warning was real in the times of Moses, it is real now in your new life in Jesus Christ. Once you enter into Christ, be careful that you don't slip back into the old life. Are you with me? He bought you with a price. He bought you with his precious blood. You're saved as long as you are. In the kingdom. You may not be perfect, but until that day, and until until that day when Jesus comes, Jesus already has bought you and me our perfection. You don't have to go back to the old stuff that you know is going to destroy your life. 
You're not going back to the old standpoint. You know it's going to destroy your family, destroy your character, and in fact hinders his favor. And most importantly, put a blemish in the name of Christ that you carry. I'm a Christian. You're a Christian and you're not in the house with the Lord? You're a Christian and you're doing this? That's putting a blemish in the name of Christ that you cannot. You cannot go back outside the gate without understanding that the avenger of blood is waiting outside to destroy you. For this, let me now let me now give you an amazing story of a man named Abner that we have just read. That David said, Abner, you died like a fool. This will fit in with my message about gates in the city of refuge. It will give you a thorough detail of the story, and I will not give you because of time, but. I will give you important facts that are relevant to my message. At that time, there was conflict between Saul and David, isn't it? You know the story? Where, if you remember, even David refused to fight against Saul because he was God's anointed. Right? He recognized him as God's anointed. And during this conflict, Abner was actually Saul's commander-in-chief that later on depicted to David's side because of a conflict that he had with Saul's son, Ishbosheth. Okay? They were all friends. But in 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 18 to 24, we find Abner was being pursued by one of the three brothers of Joab. Named Asael. Okay? As he considered, he was considered as an enemy. By the way, Joab is the commander in chief of David. Okay? While Asael was pursuing Abner, Abner warned him. Abner warned him, stop pursuing me. Asael, however, refused to, to follow his request. Abner apparently killed Asahel for refusing to listen to him. Abner's instruction was simply go to the left, go to the right, and stop following me. Okay? You, you are a threat to me. And as you read verse 22, Abner did not really intend to kill Asahel, but he had he had to do it for his safety. Okay? He even said, how then should I hold my face up? Because they were friends with Joab. If I kill you, how would I face your brother Joab? So stop following me. Okay? Cut the story short. Later, we find that Abner took refuge at the city of Gate, at the, at the gates of the city of Hebron. As he was pursued by Joab after killing Asael. Because Joab now is the avenger of blood. Okay? Now, remember that Hebron was one of the six cities of refuge. 
There Joab, David's commander-in-chief, catches up with Abner at the gate of the city of refuge. And he killed Abner to avenge the death of his brother, Asal, which you read in verse 37. Amen 27. What is the most striking are the comments made by King David as he mourned the death of Abner, verse 32 to 34, where King lamented over Abner and said, Died Abner as a fool died. Thy hands were not bound, nor thy feet were into fetters, as a man falleth before wicked men, so fell is down. In plain words, David was saying, Abner, you died like a fool. You were not there. You, you were right there inside the city of refuge. You could have done just what you could have done, was just stay safe inside the city of refuge. Nobody have tied you up. Nobody have dragged you out of the gate. You could have been saved. But you died like a fool. Folks, friends, don't let the same happen to you. Amen. That now that you are in Christ, nobody has tied you down this morning. Amen. All you have to do is walk into the refuse and stay there. Our refuse is Jesus. He is waiting for you. If you are not saved, He is waiting for you. I could. I could just imagine how Joab, the mighty warrior, stood outside the gate, and outside the gate, and he spoke to Abner. He said, Abner, come on, man. Forget about that, man. We're friends. We're both, you know, we're both commanders. We are friends. Just come out here. Because jo he, Joab knew that he could not get into the gate to kill him. That he's a refuge. He had to lure him outside. And folks, isn't it true that when you become a Christian, there will be many who would lure us? Come on, man. Just a one night life. Come on, man. Just a little drink, man. Come on, man. Nobody. You are good for this, man. Bible says that Joab spoke to Abner softly. Walk into the gate of refuge and there his life was destroyed. Maybe if you are young, the voice of peer pressure is inviting you out from Christ. Beware, it could be like fun, but it will be disaster. Amen? What I'm saying is to you is once you are in Christ you need to remember that Satan and his demons are out there busy trying to lure you to come out and have fun in the world. The enemy could use the influence of a brother could use the influence of a sister could use the influence of a, a very close friend could use even the influence of your insane parents who religiously devote themselves to a religion. What I'm saying is that Satan knows 
whom he can use to lure you back. Yeah. And it will be those who are influential to you. You need to stay faithful in Christ. In Christ, you might allow trials and difficulties in your life, but they are to grow you and to position you for greater blessing. Choose the straight and narrow gate. I'm now and already I just said here that I was I was gonna say I'm I am I am in my 70s. Sorry. But I can tell you this. Since I gave my life to Christ, there is no sweeter place. Amen. Despite the many trials, despite the many problems that we had, I had to encounter. This is not it is. It doesn't matter how long. You have lived in the city of refuge. You better stay in that city. Amen? Cling to Jesus faithfully for blessing and for favors. Where you could sing, the longer I serve you, the sweeter he grows. Amen? I've made up my mind. I'm going to live in Christ within the boundaries of his words. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. And that decision will make you happy. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen? The Bible teaches that hell is a real place. He said in Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Which means that if People go to the to hell. It will not be because a loving God sent them there. They chose to be there. He chose not to get into the city of to the gates of the city of refuge to be saved. People trust in their religion. They trust in their good works. They trust in their abilities. You know what? If it was all through this that man can be saved, you think God would send Jesus to the cross? Well, whoever does good work, I will, I will save him. No, you would not do that because you are sinful. No matter what good work you do, you are still sinful. You needed to be saved. That's why you must come to Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't have to die. If man can save by his own good works. That's right. The fact is, because we are all sinners, no one can work their way to heaven. God the Father chose his son Jesus, a sinless man, to pay for our sins. And so if you're not saved today, come to Him. 
If you are not 100% sure where you will spend eternity, please let me invite you. Be sure of it. Today is the day of salvation. Now that you hear the word of God, don't waste it. Bible is clear. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, the Bible says, These things have I written unto you, that you believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. Some people say, well, how can you know you have eternal life? You're that ye may know through this book. Amen. You have, you will have eternity, and that you may believe in the Son and the name of the Son of God. I want you to make, in your own time, perhaps read Revelation 21 for you to just get a glimpse of heaven. Okay. Now, down here, the gate is still open for heaven. No one makes it to heaven by accident. It is by admission that you are a sinner and you repent of your sins. It is an admission that you cannot save yourself. It is humbling yourself to receive God's gift of grace for you in Him sending His Son Jesus to the cross. There He shed His precious blood. He died. He was buried on the third day. He rose again for your salvation and mine. Now by His grace, I know where I'm going after this life on earth. If you ask me, I'm no longer afraid to die. Yesterday was fun. We went up to the sky, sky tower. And we were lured into this thing where they will put something, right? And you will be sitting there, but and then in, in, in that vision there, you will be going down and up. And my wife was like acting like it was right, it was true. She was carried with her emotion. She was screaming. <laughs> I said, you are afraid to death. People, <laughs> I saw this to to um, to Annika and Oli, and they were laughing last night how she was screaming. <laughs> if you come today, come to Jesus today, He will save you. Amen. Amen. If you're not sure today, for sure somebody here will show you the scripture, how you can be saved and have that destiny that God has promised of eternal life with Him in heaven. Amen? Stop running your own way. Choose the straight and narrow gate and invite Jesus into your heart. Don't be embarrassed. I will give this to Pastor Adrian. Don't be embarrassed if you if if this message has touched your heart and there were times that you've been wandering in the world. 
talk to God. He is there, ready to forgive you. Come to the altar and ask God, Lord, help me. If you will come to Him and ask Him by faith, He will save your soul and take you to heaven when you leave this earth. Isn't that what we really want? That perish in hell? Hell is real. I hope that today, by God's grace, you are sick of this world. That you want to follow Jesus for his promise of eternal life. Don't stay Stay inside in Jesus Christ. Let's bow down our heads and pray. Precious loving Heavenly Father, thank you so much for helping me to be a mouthpiece of warning and instruction. I pray to God that it has touched you. Whatever they might be facing, probably, Lord, are facing difficulties in being faithful to you. Lord, the solution is staying Thank you for your word, Heavenly Father, this morning. In Jesus' name, I call you, Pastor. Continue to bow your heads, close your eyes. The message is very clear. We have a choice. Now many of us have made the wrong choices. But this time, if you have re recognized that choice, the wrong choices that we made, we can ask God, please forgive us. If you are here this, this morning, this afternoon, and you do not know that your soul, where, where your soul will go when you die, when you die and go to hell, it is not because it is an accident. You made a choice. The choice is very clear. That gate is a symbol that you can come to Christ and He will never cast you out when you come to Him. You have to make that decision. It cannot be done by your parents. It cannot be done by your children. It must be done by you. Make the choice. Come to Christ. If you are here this morning and you do not know where your soul will go, you can come. Say, Pastor, I want to go to heaven, but I do not know how. If that is your um, desire this morning, please raise your hand and pray for you. You are here this morning, you do not know that when you die, your soul will go to heaven. My friend, I can assure you that you can know for sure. Pastor, I want to know it. Please, pray for me. Here's my hand. I want to receive Christ. Amen. Thank you, brother. I see it. I see your hand. Anyone else? Anyone else? Pastor, I want to go to heaven. I want to know for sure. But that is my prayer. Help me. Help me. How, how can I know it? My friend, Jesus Christ will give you that eternal life. But I can show you in the Bible. Thank you, brother. Thank you for your hand. Anyone else? Anyone else? I want to receive Christ. I want to receive Him as my Savior. But I do not know how. If that is your problem, I will help you. Anyone else? You are here this morning. And you have made the choice. 
the wrong choice and you regret it. Brothers and sisters, the gate is open. Come to Him. Come to Christ. He wants to save you. Or come to Christ because you are you have uh, squandered God's great goodness in your life. I do not know what your situation, but you might be the person that has this problem that you left God and His and His um, place in the gate. You have left the Lord of your of your of your love. You have left the ministry, or you have left um, your devotion. You have left your Bible reading. You don't want um, to do anything with with the service of the Lord. My friend, if you are like that, come. Come to the Lord and serve Him. And the Lord will help you. Let's continue to pray. Our Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for the clarity of that message. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for... Um, doing everything that all of us might be saying. And Lord, we understand that your salvation is free and your salvation is available right now. And Lord, I pray for this man who raised his hand. Thank you, Lord, for his sincerity. Lord, I pray that salvation may come to him. Through your word, a simple plan of salvation will be proclaimed. And I pray also, Lord, for those um, who are not sure yet where their soul will go, that, Lord, they will also make the decision to receive Christ as their Lord and Savior. And for all of us, Lord, who have received already that salvation, and I pray that we will continue to serve you. We will continue, Lord, to devote our times for you because you own it. Our life is not our own. Our time is not our own. We are bought with a price. Therefore, we have to glorify God through our body and our spirit, which all belong to God. Lord, bless these people once again. And thank you, Lord. And I pray, O oh God, that um, you will um, teach us all things so that we may understand and grow. In our Christian world. Once again, Lord, I commit to you um, these people. Thank you, Lord, for bringing to us uh, Pastor Datoy. And Lord, uh, what a blessing it is uh, to be here and to, to, to listen to the preaching of the Word of God. Now, Father, I commit to you um, the service now, and I pray that um, we will all um, come refreshed and strengthened through your Word. In Jesus' name we pray all this day. Amen. Please all stand and let's sing the final name.